Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. It's Saturday, July 2nd, and this is your daily financial news. Before we get into the daily financial news, I need to let you know about something uh, that's really not fun to talk about. We lost uh, Aaron Norris yesterday. Uh, If you don't know, Aaron had been battling a rare form of cancer. Uh, He actually was a guest on this show many times. Uh, And if you don't know, my history with Mr. Aaron Norris goes back decades. Uh, Obviously, Bruce Norris gets credit in my book, One Rental at a Time, for saving Olivia and I from the real estate crash of 2006, 7, and 8. Full dedication, full discussion with Bruce Norris. What you may not know is we actually had more interactions with Aaron Norris over the last couple of decades than with Bruce. First got a chance to have lunch with Aaron at the original, the first Bigger Pockets event in 2008 or 2009. Uh, both uh, the Norris or the Norris Group and Olivia and I were asked to be featured speakers. And after we gave our presentations, we went out to lunch and I had the pleasure of interacting with Aaron uh, for about 90 minutes. He is, was a ray of sunshine, always smiling, always giving, always helping. Uh, On our channel, we talked about SB9 and SB10, which are very California-based propositions or whatever they're called, uh, about ADUs and adding affordable homes. He was always passionate, always learning and giving. Uh, I believe the real estate industry lost a good one. Um, Heartfelt uh, condolences to Bruce and the rest of the Norris group. Um, Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So moment of silence for Aaron Norris, if you don't mind. Okay, well, never easy to transition from that, but we have a job to do, and this is your daily financial news, so let's get into it. Uh, Let's talk about a a recession. Now, please, do not shoot the messenger. Some of you are going to go batshit crazy with what I am about to say. Be warned. You have undoubtedly heard And I have undoubtedly said dozens of times that two quarters of negative GDP growth is a recession. In fact, since World War II, that has been undefeated. I believe that the powers that be, the 10 economists that sit in a room in about a month, maybe six weeks, will look at Q1 and Q2 and not call a recession. How can that be? Well, 
unfortunately, what I believe they're going to do is they're going to look at the underlying market and say, matter of fact, we had job growth, job creation every single month. And again, if you look under the simple definition of what a recession is, it also includes loss of jobs. So again, I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to dis. I just want you to know that in the matter of a few weeks, you are going to hear people say, well, we're not really in a recession. Who cares? Who cares? The, the country is GDP is shrinking. I believe even if Q2 is a skosh positive, that Q3 and Q4 will be negative, will have job loss and be a recession. And again, I've been very clear. I was wrong. I thought this would be delayed to next year. It is coming this year. There is a chance that we have four negative quarters of GDP growth. The economy is not as healthy as the Fed wants us to believe. The Fed looks at a rearview mirror that's this big and not the windshield. And we're going to run, we're going to be a bug hitting the windshield. Real estate is, transactions will crash. It will crush GDP by three, four, five percent. There's a lot of businesses around real estate that are going to be struggling in the second half. So again, let's see. There is this uh, Atlanta Fed is now calling for negative 2.1%. It is still my hope with the inventory imbalances of Q1 that Q2 comes in a skosh positive, like 0.1 or 0.2. But this Atlanta Fed reading, it's constantly chewing on data. It constantly gets better. And unfortunately, it's getting worse and worse, right? It started at 1.3, then 0.9, then 0.3, then zero, then negative 0.9, negative 1.3, now negative 2.1. That, folks, is a trend, just in case you are wondering. That is not good. Again, I will hold out hope that Q2 is slightly positive given the inventory mismatch of Q1. But there's no question, Q3 and Q4, bad, bad, negative, will be a recession. Yeah, and it's really funny. You're going to hear all of these economists tie themselves in knots and say, well, I know uh, we had two quarters of uh, negative GDP, but you know, look at job growth. We shall see. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about is the week ahead. Friday, Friday, Friday is the most important day of the week. We get jobs numbers on Friday. What are the jobs numbers? How many jobs were created in the month of June? Here's the deal. They expect 250,000 jobs created. That is down from, I want to say 387. No, 310, down from 310. So again, uh, jobs number of 250. Here's the deal. We are entering a time where bad news is good news and good news is bad news. What do I mean? Normally speaking, you and I want jobs to be strong. Let's play this out. Let's say the jobs number comes in above 250 and it comes in at 300,000. What does that mean? Well, 
That means, without question, zero chances, the Fed raises 75 basis points in July. If jobs are still strong and growing, you are going to see the Fed raise rates. Now, what if, what if jobs come in at 125? A big miss. That is normally bad news. But could the Fed look at that and say, oh, we are doing our job. Wait, job growth is slowing. Maybe. There's a lot more in there like wages and things of that nature. Also, there's ex- expectation that the um, unemployment rate will stay constant at 3.6%. Again, good news is bad news. Bad news is good news. I believe if the unemployment stays at 3.6 or goes down, we get 75 basis points. If unemployment goes up like 3.6 to 3.8, again, maybe we get a 50 basis point and not 75. Again, we are entering a la-la world where good news is bad news and bad news is good news. And Fed, just rip the damn Band-Aid off. Let's get this recession over with. Next up, I want to remind you, I am investing in you, my students. We are going to do another deep dive next Saturday. So one week from today at 9 a.m., we are going to do cost segregation, bonus depreciation. We're going to talk about your situation and your questions and uh, tax loss carryover and all, all of this stuff. So if you are looking at perhaps leveraging what the rich do with cost segregation and bonus depreciation, make sure you buy the course. Join that. I will send a link in the Facebook group and on Teachable. And if anybody signs up, I'll make, you know, between now and then, I'll make sure to forge you the link. Again, we've already done a deep dive on Buy Box, posted on this channel. We did a Buy Box, a deep dive on the 504010, posted on this channel. I always start with my students. But then we give back to the YouTube world because I care about you all. So, again, there's a playlist called Deep Dive that you can go look at for free. These are longer videos. These are like an hour long. And this one will undoubtedly be posted there as well. The 10-year collapse has continued. I first talked about this on Thursday with the boys from Convoy. Uh, It continued on Friday. Now under 2.9. I still I still have this uneasy feeling. So I have an uneasy when I see unnatural things, especially in the bond market, I get very nervous, concerned. Like I start looking for the boogeyman. So it might be as simple as the smart money sees a recession and they're hiding out in bonds. If that's the answer, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I just I just feel like there's something else. Like liquidity is drying up in these other markets. And the liquidity that used to go here is running to treasuries. That's bad. That's That can break stuff. And that's what has been my concern all along. Then add, add on top of that QT, where they are tightening and sucking liquidity out. As I've said for months, The Fed rate raise doesn't bother me. We've kind of been there, done that together. It's not fun, but you can, you understand the dominoes and the series that plays out. QT, 
uh, yeah, not a great feeling. Not a great feeling. So, again, the 10-year collapse. Uh, now, talking about the 10-year, uh, there's a saying that the Fed can never get the 10-year, or I'm sorry, this is not the 10-year. This is the Fed funds rate. Sorry, Fed funds rate. The Fed funds rate back to its old high. And if you look at the old high of Fed funds rate before uh, the pandemic, it was 2.25. Today, we're at one and a half. I do not follow this logic. I believe that that 40-year history that people often quote where the Fed can never get back to its old high is um, incomplete logic. Again, remember, we have had 40 years of tame inflation. If we simply change the variable of tame inflation to hot inflation, that 40 years of data is irrelevant. That is why I went back to 1970. Folks, I've given you the 52-year spreadsheet for over a year now. The history, the secrets are in there. The S&P 500 had its worst year since 1970. The data is there for you to consume. It is so valuable. We give it away for free. All you have to do is go to Teachable, get my free course, Go right to the bonus section. It is right there for you. It's right there. What else do I have for daily financial news? Oh, another major crypto player that we all thought was the hero has now been known to be swimming naked, right? Warren Buffett is right again. Uh, now we have Voyager, Voyager, Voyager Digital, suspending trading, deposits, and withdrawals. Folks, the amount of people swimming naked in the crypto crypto space is going to blow your mind. Too much leverage, too much cross-collateralization, too much fraud, too much, too much, too much. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, Just so you know, uh, you probably know this, but just in case, Monday, the stock market is closed. So congratulations. You can't lose any money in the stock market on Monday. I hope that feels good. Number two, uh, on Tuesday, we have factory orders. Are we spinning up our factories or are they pulling back? That'll be an important number. Wednesday. I don't know how I feel about Wednesday. We get the FMOC or the Fed minutes. There's always something in the minutes that that we don't feel good about. So we will we will I'm gonna be interested to see if they talked about 100 bases, right? They raised 75. Will they talk about 100? Thursday, we get the ADP report. Over the last six months, the ADP report has not been close, but it will be our first read on June. We also had James Bullard, one of the more hawkish Fed presidents speaking. So that should be interesting, entertaining. And then Friday, we get the jobs number. So let's play over under. Get your fingers ready. Audience participation time. Let's take the number of 250, which is expectations. Do you want to take the over? Or the under? Again, good news is bad news. Bad news is good news. I actually don't know what number I want. Usually I feel pretty good about this. Yeah, I don't have a guess right now. Let me know what you think. You want the over or the under? I honestly, I have to think about that one. I'm not sure I have an opinion just yet. Uh, What else? Oh, the UK. 
50-year mortgages. They're thinking about bringing you 50-year mortgages. And oh, by the way, these are mortgages you can pass to your kids. Wow. That is crazy. This is uh, being pushed by Boris Johnson. Ivy Zellman is out talking about the next housing crisis being too many homes. Maybe. Maybe. Las Vegas inventory. Again, I've been speaking with Brian Lebo almost every day. Las Vegas inventory up 694 listings in one week, folks. That's almost 100 a day. They went up 50% in a month. Four weeks up 50%. This is why I believe July 20th is going to be the day real, the housing market changes. You're, we are going to come to realize that FOMO from sellers is happening. Activity inventory is up. And that is going to cause buyers to retreat even more. It is going to be wild. BlackRock. BlackRock is out saying, this is weird. We're not buying single family homes. BlackRock has been quoted as one of the single family home buyers. They are not. That's Blackstone, not BlackRock. BlackRock saying, yes, we invest in mortgage-backed securities. Yes, we invest in apartments. But no, BlackRock does not buy single family homes. I thought that was interesting. And then I don't know if you saw this, but we interviewed Sharon uh, Song uh, earlier this week. She had just got laid off from her tech job. Uh, the reason I bring this up again is she was just featured on CNBC Acorns uh, talking about how she did that, uh, how she set herself up, multiple streams of income, talked about her two years as being a digital nomad. So you can go check it out. Sharon Song on CNBC um, Acorn series talking about how she uses what was her side hustle now is her main hustle. So congratulations, Sharon, uh, for being featured uh, on CNBC. All right, folks, take care. Remember, it's Saturday. You and I will be going for one hour of your questions, my answers, starting at 8 a.m. Pacific. Over the last six or eight weeks or so, I apologize. I have not been able to get to all of the questions you have. So if you have one, join early ask early because I will do my best like I always do start at the top and scroll down until the hour is up because at 9 a.m. I will switch over to my private Facebook group and talk to my students for 30 minutes give them some one-on-one time and then at 9 30 I'm going to be talking to a team member and talking about how we are digging and fishing for 50 40 10 opportunities and I will show you exactly what we are doing because That's what I like to do, show you what's working for us and let you know what is possible. So again, July 2nd, please send your condolences. If you know the Norris group, you know Bruce Norris at all, please send some condolences, reach out. It's it's tragic for the entire real estate industry, personal friend of mine and Olivia's. And I can't imagine uh, what Bruce uh, and his brothers are going through. So. Sad day, sad day. So take care. Bye-bye.